Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life Mr. Sacred Serial Data, and Serial Sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo, woo. Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. Let's get into it. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they finally got to Aspen. It was a pretty boring um, episode until we actually got to Aspen. We had to see them all packing and who cares. And we get there and then it's at Kyle's house. She has a nice house in Aspen. Mauricio comes. He's making steaks. They're having like a very casual dinner. And Kathy Hilton shows up and they're joking that she's so high maintenance because she's like, Kyle, do you have a fork? Do you have a knife? Uh, do you have any napkins? <sighs> Let's be honest. No one ever said Kathy Hilton was low maintenance. I'm like, can she have some utensils to eat the meat with? <laughs> anyway, then Kyle shows her her room, which is bunk beds. So I'm like, I think she's being pretty cool to sleep in a bunk bed. And she was. She's like, oh, this seems fine. This is fine. So half the girls are at Kyle's house. The other half are at a beautiful um, rental home down the road. And which is a little bit nicer than Kyle's, no offense, but I think I'd rather be there. And then the um, the queen bee, Diana, she has to stay at a hotel because I thought it was like a security reason, which I do think that could be the real reason. Don't send me a letter, Diana. I'm just saying like maybe you have to have people on either side of you or something in the rooms. I don't know why, but she stays at a hotel also because she's just a diva and wants the amenities of a hotel. That's probably more it. But she does have her stylist come with her who has to like zip up her, her ski jacket. And she also admits to Garcelle before that the reason she does that is because she has like Ghostbusters is what she called them, but like say, people that sage the place, get rid of the energy. When she is honestly like brings up some darkness into the room. So just kind of ironic. So they get after they have their corn on the cob, they're sitting around and Lisa Ren is like, look what I found in my room, a Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, right. So they sit down and um, of course, Kyle, who is you've heard a teacher's pet. Kyle is what I want to call producer's pet. She's like, okay, let's make sure that we didn't bring these guys to Aspen for nothing. Let's make something happen with this scene. Who still hates each other? And Erica's like, well, Garcelle, um, I don't know why you brought up my drinking. Um, why did you bring it up and talk about it with everybody else, but you didn't talk about it with me? And Garcelle's like, Erica, I did. When? When you and I went out, ironically, drinking. I said, why are you drinking so much? Okay, well... And she's, and, and they're like, well, why do you, you know, what else is your problem? And then Sutton's like, well, why doesn't anyone feel badly that I was called horrible names by Erica at the reunion? And everyone's like, what? Who cares about that? And they flash back. And at one point, Erica says to Sutton during the reunion, it was a bitchy thing to do. And you are the worst word that you could call a woman. They bleep it out. And she's like, why did nobody care that they called me that? And then Diana, the new girl, Diana, who's staying in the hotel, says, because you are one. (laughs) Erica 
falls over, claps her hands, and she's like, ah, ah. Garcelle's like, um, this is horrible. Sutton's sitting there. Other people are laughing. Lisa Bruno's like, doing her face. And at that point, it is honestly the worst slumber party. Honestly, it reminds, reminds me of the one time, no offense to public school girls, but I was invited to a public school girl party, and I was the only one that went to the Catholic school. And I, I'm the Sutton in this. I was the Sutton in this situation. I couldn't say the right thing. They were being mean to me. I was crying. I woke up the next day, and they'd put cat litter in my sleeping bag with a, with a cat litter shit, hoping that I'd roll over on it, but I, like, never really moved when I slept. Anyway, that, that was Sutton. This was the meanest, like, middle school, awful, not even middle school, like, maybe middle school. I don't know. It's like sixth grade. Just horrific. Horrific, horrific. And they're all laughing. Sutton's sitting there crying. And Garcelle is like, you guys, she's crying. And then Kyle's like, don't be a victim, Sutton. Don't be a victim. And she's like, well, I'm not, I'm not being a victim, but it, it does surprise me that nobody came to my defense or said anything to Erica that it was wrong that she called me like the worst thing that you could call a woman. And then, um, and then Garcelle's like, well, I didn't appreciate that uh, Erica called me a liar. That's why I stopped following you guys on Instagram. And then Kathy's like, there's three things I don't ever want to be called. A liar, a thief, and a pedophile. And they're all laughing about the pedophile. And I'm like, okay, again, Diana, don't send me a cease and desist, but look it up. Interesting word of choice for the circle. And then there's the thief. Okay, people think Erica's the thief. Who's the liar? I don't know. It was just like, and I was like, well, you didn't say racist, Kathy. Okay, that's a little foreshadowing. Anyway, it it is a dark freaking situation. And she's... She's just sitting there, um, Sutton. She's she's Heather McDonald the private, from the private school with the mean public school girls just alone with cat shit being planted in her sleeping bag. And she sits there and um, and like they're, you know, and Kyle's just like, no, no, no. And trying to explain that this isn't it. And then Diana says, Garcelle goes, why won't you forgive her? And they flash back at all the times that Diana said that she would forgive um, Sutton. And she's like, I don't like you, Sutton. I don't like you because you made fun of my miscarriage. And Sutton's like, I said I was sorry. And she's like, you questioned it. When I went to Garcelle's party, you made fun of it. You questioned it. You acted like I wasn't telling the truth. And meanwhile, you had a miscarriage, but you're just mentioning it now which is basically she's calling her miscarriage. I mean, the uh, the subjects of this evening were so awful. And they're like, well, we have an early day tomorrow. Who wants, you know, to go skiing? So they leave. And we're going to see it next week. I mean, it looks like next week's episode, it, it they, they go skiing, they have some fun. And then... Erica is going to go crazy. And she, in the previews, she is like yelling and saying like, I don't care about the people. What about me? I only care about me. And Rinna's like, don't say that. And Kyle's like, Erica, don't say you don't care about the victims. Like, So 
I, but I don't think we're going to see anything with the Kathy stuff next week. I don't know. But it's juicy. Almost as, oh, here's, here is, I was going to say, if, if you're watching this on YouTube, you guys, please subscribe to YouTube. I'm about 10,000 subscribers away from 100,000, in which then I get like a big present. I get like a plaque for YouTube subscribers that I think I really deserve it. And I think the office would really enjoy it. So can you subscribe to my YouTube play page, please? Thank you. Anyway, the Bravo Chicks showed the picture of Erica. I have it here. Laughing. <laughs> After um, Diana said, because you are one about poor crying Sutton. And they wrote, this is dark. This is bullying. This is not entertainment. And then I don't get this, but they showed something where um, the pretty mess had commented, wow, I knew about jewelry, shopping sprees, and plastic surgery, but this really threw me for a loop. Oh, I think she is referring to Tom Girardi buying the condo for his mistress. And then Lisa Renna says, oh, Sutton, oh, Sutton, here's another LA Times article for you, Henny. I don't know if she meant to write honey or she just misspelled it, Henny. Like, teasing her that Sutton knew how to read. Well, I'm sorry. Sutton does know how to read. And she did read the entire LA Times article when none of you could. And couldn't imagine that she took the time to read it. Very, very mean. Very mean. You know what's not mean and fun? I am coming, you guys, to a lot of cities. And you better get on it. Because it's a live Juicy Scoop. And you can get your tickets at heathermcdonald.net. Make sure you go to heathermcdonald.net. Those are the best prices, the accurate tickets, all of it. Now, some have sold out. Dallas sold out. I added a second show. Um, there, and there, there are some very, very close. I don't want to announce another one that I think is sold out just yet, but I think it is. So check it out. I'm coming with Justin to a bunch of them, with Chris Frangiola. Vegas is really the bonanza. That is October 22nd at the Venetian. That is Brandy, Julie, Justin, and Chris, and possibly others. That one, you know, because if you're going to come to Vegas, you want to plan a weekend around it, get on that. Um, Chris is coming to a bunch, Seattle, Portland, and the East Coast. HeatherMcDonald.net, get on it. And now this, I've got a very juicy interview about a Hollywood actress turned the most famous and acclaimed porn star. So this is a little bit of a risque of an interview. It definitely starts out light and gets a little uh, sexier. So I want to just warn you when driving around with it blaring and you're going through the carpool line to pick up your kids, might want to save this one for when you're taking a walk or cleaning your, out your closet or rubbing one out. Okay, and here we go. You guys know I care about my hair looking good. And one way I do that is using whey. And I want to talk to you about whey's thick and full supplements and scalp serum because they are really game changers. And it's so easy to use and you really are going to notice a huge difference. The whey thick and full supplements are vegan. One-a-day supplements with zero flavor that support thicker, fuller, healthier hair. It really helps reduce the appearance of shedding and supports hair strength. It really just improves your overall hair health. So it gets you that thicker, fuller strands. Also, the Way Scalp Serum. This is a daily scalp serum that can be used day or night, 
with wet or dry hair, and it helps soothe the irritation from tight ponytails and excessive hair detangling, which I'm guilty of. It keeps your hair feeling stronger and looking fuller, just healthy, hydrated, balanced scalp, which is so important. It's coming from the scalp. Grow all the way with Way's Scalp Serum and Thick and Full Supplements. Go to the Way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code JUICY to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, code JUICY. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I think we're ready for a real juicy interview. <laughs> juicy, juicy. I'm here with... <laughs> Maitland Ward, who was an actress, we're going to get all into it. Not only were you in White Chicks, we realized, but best known for your role in the hit show Boy Meets World. Yes. Now you have a book coming out. Uh, it's out today. How Porn Liberated Me from Hollywood, and it's called X-Rated. Rated X. Rated. Sorry, Rated X. <laughs> and I'm just ready to hear your whole life story because you had a traditional uh, career as an actress doing sitcoms and parts and movies and stuff. And now you are very happy being an extremely successful porn star. Yes. A lot of people use the word, I once joked about this. I'm like, not everyone's a porn star. That's true. But in the minute you do one <laughs> tiny porn, it's like porn star. No. I like, know. It's I don't like, think everyone's a porn star, it's but like you saying, are. It's like saying like, <laughs> oh, people are like, you know, television star when they've done like right. one guest part. Reality star. <laughs> right, you're right, like, right, right. Mm, I don't know if you're a reality star. No, but, star. I, yeah. but I honestly, I'm so thankful like to my fans and everything. Like I am an established porn star. So award-winning. I think once you win awards, that's when you can say that you were an established porn star. And I I want to get into the whole thing of how you came here and, you know, you're the yeah. happy porn star with the glowing skin. So oh, good for you. Oh, thank you so much. Um, okay, so let's – so get you said you grew up here, here yes. in L.A. and you went to Long Beach State. Yes. And so were you pursuing acting then? I I got a sh I got a part on the soap opera The Bold and the Beautiful when I was like 16 years old. I and I turned the 17. Bold and the oh, beautiful. did you remember? I was Jessica Forrester. I was blonde yes. and young because and bold teenager and beautiful and like <laughs> was a spinoff of Young, young and the Restless. Restless. Yes. yes, and those were the only yes. soaps I ever watched as a kid. It's funny because I. I watched the first episode of Bold and Beautiful when I was 10 years old when it first came on. Yeah. I was sick that day, so it just happened to be. But I was like, I want to see the first episode of a soap. like Because I was yeah. a big soap fan from when I was young because my mom watched it. My grandma I watched it. Wait, stop. <laughs> I remember the first episode, too. Ridge and, and Caroline. And, they had <laughs> and the characters had gone to USC. Yeah, because it was all L.A. Yeah. Yes, and I was like. Oh my god, this is the greatest! Yeah. I want to go to USC. I my watch character yeah. on Bold and Beautiful went to USC at one I point. Love it. And then she went to Oxford in London when she left. When they kicked her off. The so show. when you were sixteen and you started working on that, then were you no longer in regular high school? No, I was in regular high school at the time because I would do go like a couple days a week to regular high school, and okay. then I would have. And what high school was that? Lakewood High School in Long Beach, California. Okay, okay and cool. it was fun because I think everybody saw me as a drama nerd before. I was I was good at drama. Like yeah. I was really into like the drama program and everything but nobody thought I'd be a soap star <laughs> like and I think that really shocked everybody now how did you get an agent and all of that were you a child actor or how did that I come about I wasn't really a child actor I did a lot of theater and stuff in my community and I did like classes and stuff but so your mom and or parents were involved in they were involved. allowing you to do this 
they were like, oh, but don't do anything professional until your braces come off. And I did. At 15, my braces came off. So I was like um, – And then at, at that point, did you kind of have to get your parents to make sure that – like, mom, I need an agent. I need to have yeah. headshots. And like you're – so you were the one yes. pushing And it. I went to this place called TVI, which is an acting studio. I totally studio. remember that. Do you remember TVI? Mm-hmm. They yeah. were so big back in the day. Yeah, like, yeah. So, and they, I think they're still around, are they? I don't know. But yeah. – but, I was like, they have like professional acting classes and they help you get agents and they get headshots and everything. So they did help me. And I I think I was one of the only people that actually got a job from a TBI, like casting casting director, like workshop. Yeah, which probably, yeah, they, I remember all that type of stuff. Yeah. Those casting directors. It's like, um, they, you pay. Yeah. You you pay pay for the casting director to see you and the casting directors get paid to be there. Yes. But once in a while, they do find someone yes. that they can bring in on something. But I really think it was because I was only like 16 and yeah. I was in this casting director workshop because I was a big fan of soaps. So I was like, I want to be in a casting director workshop with the bold and beautiful casting director. This yeah. is amazing. But everybody else was like in their 30s and 40s and, like, and they had been in acting a long time. And I came in there like totally green. Well, everyone always said back in the days when soaps were popular, mm-hmm. like it is the greatest training ground. It is. Because you have to... Yeah, read and memorize so much uh, dialogue and such a quick turnaround. Yeah, was that difficult? Or are you someone that memorizes easily? Um, I kind of am somebody who memorizes easily, but like at the time, like it's, I was in high school, so I was really like used to like studying and getting all that information yeah. in my mind, and so I think it was it was easy for me, but um, I definitely had to learn the tricks of the trade, but um, it is the best training ground. I mean, nothing else would be as hard as that. Like, but is there even any soaps left? I think there is I just know. Young and Restless. Well, Beautiful is still left, yes. So those are the only two? Four. Oh. There's four. And actually, Days of Our Lives is going to the Peacock-like streaming oh. network, so... Well, you know what? It might actually yeah. get it, a new life. Honestly, yeah. back in the day when they had radio soaps and yeah. they went to TV, it was like, oh, is it going to be good on TV and stuff? But actually, they're doing a good thing for Days, I think. Yeah, yeah. I actually do. Okay, so we, everyone's like, Heather, get to the sex. Okay, Get listen. to the sex! <laughs> so, you, but when did you get Boy Meet World? How old were you there for that? I was, I was about 20, I think. Like, I, like, it was after Bold and Beautiful, and I had gone off the show for a little while, but all of my success, like, happened in a very short span of time, looking back on it. It seemed forever at the time when I was young, but... Yeah. Um, so I didn't get it very long afterwards, and it was funny because I uh, started off in a very dramatic role in the soap opera, and then to get sitcom, like it was, but sitcom was something I really loved to do. And so, what was your role on the show? You were on like Bold and Beautiful? No, 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 on oh, the Boy Meets, Meets World. World. Yeah, um, I was. I would say I was the sexy roommate of the boys when they went to college. Like it was oh, okay. all these kids that grew up on Boy Meets World, and then all of a sudden they went to college, and it was the college years. Okay, and I was the sexy roommate of Will Friedle, Eric, and uh, Jack, who was you know, Matthew Lawrence. And so, that, and that was in front of a live audience. Yes. And so now I read a little bits about articles and stuff that you touch upon in the book. Yeah. But like what was – what like looking back now, what are the things now that we know so much about Hollywood and, and you know, how people, women are treated differently right. than men? And especially even a few years back. Like what do you want to share about that that like now you're like I can't believe – that this happened yeah. or I didn't realize it at the time. It was interesting because writing the book, I actually realized a lot of things that happened that I didn't, like, give enough, uh, like, thought to at the time. Right. Because I thought, I'm an actress. I'm going to do my job. 
You guys know I travel a lot. Usually you get on a plane to see you to do a show. And I have a very hard time deciding what to bring. And I'm going to admit it, I'm an overpacker. That's okay, because this holiday season, Away offers a range of suitcases, bags, and other travel essentials made for different types of travelers, from the overpackers, that's me, to the minimalists, to the travel expert, to everyone in between. With its versatile collection of suitcases, bags, and travel accessories, Away offers the perfect holiday gifts for every traveler. I just got the medium size. That is the perfect size, and it's not too big. It still lets me overpack and come home and be like, mm, I didn't wear those things. I don't care because every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help me pack even more and hidden and removable laundry bag that separates my dirty laundry. But what I really love is the four 360 spinner wheels, guaranteeing the smoothest roll even through the most hectic of airports and stations. It really makes the whole experience less exhausting having this great bag. Also, there's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes. So take the product on the road. Live with it. Travel with it. Get lost with it for 100 days. If you decide it's not the bag for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. Okay? No ifs, ends, or buts. This holiday season, gift away at awaytravel.com slash juicy. That's awaytravel.com slash juicy. Um, like it's okay to go like like in one at one point I was asked to go up to the producer's office over and over again to try and lingerie for a specific episode. Right. And it's like nowadays I would be like, why do you have to see me in all of this lingerie over and over and over again? So well, it's a very basic lingerie. It's not like okay. but they needed to get it right. Okay, supposedly. so wait a minute. And I thought I, that was my job. Okay, because so I've done, you know, I've been on TV. <laughs> yeah. And have then, you ever done that? I've never done lingerie type of stuff, but it was because I was always just like funny, whatever. But <laughs> normally the way it works is you go to wardrobe. Yes. They, let's say you're doing a scene where you have to go to a cocktail party. Yeah. And exactly. they're like, okay, you know, the star is wearing red. So I brought you blue, green, and pink. Right. They, you put, you, these are the two that we like. They take the Polaroids and then they send that to yeah. the producer who then chooses the pink. Exactly. Exactly. Never in my life have I gone to the producer's office in the outfit. I know. And so they made you, instead of doing the Polaroid. Uh, not one time, not two times, but like three times. Uh, for a basic set of like a little, you know, like a little camisole. And, yeah. But no, but they made me try on the way worse and for, one. It was, not worse, and this I was won't just say, but one producer or a couple? No, it was a whole, like 15 of them. Like seriously, like all, were they all guys? Yes, maybe like one was a girl. Like you know, yeah. But it was like a whole room of them. And I remember the executive producer Michael Jacobs was like, "Oh, I'm so embarrassed to see you here because you're like a daughter to me." But I'm like, "You've had me come up here three times in all this lingerie," and it was like, "We have to get the right lingerie." It's like, really? Did we? Like, I know. Take a Polaroid. Take like pictures of me. It was really. It was really an odd experience, but I thought it was my job, and I was yes. so insecure about my body back then and stuff. Like, even though I was like a like a string bean, like I, yeah. you know, I I had no reason to be like insecure about it, but I was. I was young, right. and I was, you know, but I was like, I have to do this. I have to look good for them. And the most the thing I was most worried about is that I wasn't like sexy enough for them, or I didn't like the lingerie didn't look good enough on me or something, right? You know. So how old are you at that point? Twenty. About okay. like yeah, just so to, you, just getting to drinking age. Like you so, know, not, not okay, old. So you do 
You're doing that. Yeah. And then um, how many years did you do on that show? I was on a couple of years. It's funny because I was on the last two seasons of the show, but I had auditioned for a show called Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane, which was the year before, which the executive producer of the show had he was producing it but i didn't get it selma blair got it actually uh-huh. and she's great um and we were totally different types but they gave me a holding deal for boy meets world so i had kind of been around for i'd say the last three years of the show because i was like around so at everybody. this point at 21 yeah you are making enough money so you yeah. live you can live on your own pretty mm-hmm. well yes and are do you have a boyfriend are you Sexual, like what's going on at twenty one yes. while you're this sitcom and star? I, actually, I I had been on and off with my now husband because okay. we had met early on in my soap opera career. But he had gone to college back east and stuff, so we had had been back and forth or whatever. Okay. So I did have I was very nervous sexually. Like I did have little sexual liaisons, but I didn't feel confident enough in myself to like be myself. Uh, you know, so. Um, so yes and and no. Like like that time I didn't know who I was as a person. I really I was really discovering myself and I was trying to like stop myself from being like a bad person, like quote unquote, like what I thought. Like and did you have what was your grow like what was your parents' situation? Were they, they married? Were, were they religious? Married, mar- still married to this day. Okay. And very religious. What kind of religion? Uh, I would say my my parents weren't as religious as my grandmother was. Okay. Like Christian, like yeah. um, my grandmother was like a Baptist kind of. Got it. You know, she loved me to death, but she would always tell me I was going to go to hell. <laughs> like, for what? For like anything. Like the rapture was coming. I my oh, parents okay. my parents weren't that far. Okay, they wanted me to be a good girl and like live by the rules and stuff. But my grandmother was like, "Oh man, you better live in line because you're going to go up in the ra- the rapture needs to get you. You know, yeah. like or you're you're out. Like burn at the and stake. I mean at this point, are you having fun as a 21 year old that's a working no. actress? Like you're not going to nightclubs and seeing Paris Hilton. You're not doing any of that. No, I was not doing any of that. No, I was very... you feel like you missed out? I did. Yes. (laughs) I did. Although I don't want to be like crazy and like like arrested or anything. But like you should have. Yeah, I did. And I felt like I couldn't because I felt like I'd be a bad girl and people would look down on me. And I was always interested in like, oh, like, will Disney want me for the next job? And like, well, I'll be... If I show myself as being really responsible and a good girl, they'll hire me. But it, like they didn't care. Like, they didn't care. So then when did the White Chicks come in? A White Chicks was a little while later, and it was it was so fun because we could go to Vancouver. Like, yeah. it was away from Hollywood, and I got to hang out. Like, it was a girl's dorm at the— Right. Yeah. You, it was the, were I you was, in that hotel? You were no, in it. I was in—no, I, I was in that hotel, but I only did a few days on right, it. Right, right. But we were months the, there. The, but, you know, the three girls that were the friends. Yeah, like, um, that wasn't me. Busy Phillips, right, right. Then there were Jessica the, Caulfield. The two, the two girls that they were were playing Yeah, was was you. It was me, but you didn't see me because I wasn't. Yeah, right. right. But <laughs> I was the but real like, girl. You, yeah, you were the yeah. real girl who, like, she has the beginning scene of, yeah. like, what? Reading and then reading the newspaper, like, wait, that's <laughs> us and everything? Well, I remember... Because I wrote it too with them, yeah. And I remember they so were amazing. like, "This is this is the gr- they found you guys first, right?" And then made the masks. I know to match them. Yes, yeah. And we had to wait for a, like a month up in Vancouver because they were matching the like prosthetic pieces and stuff right. on their faces. And so wait, who played? Were you Marlon or Sean? I was Sean. That's I was what Sean. I thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm thinking of their faces. Yeah, yeah. I was Sean. <laughs> right, and um, that was great. So you did that. That was fun. Okay, yeah. so then. Where does it start to happen where 
you're no longer or as pursuing regular Hollywood as much as because you first started was, with like t- just tell the story. Oh yeah. Okay. So well, where are we like making this transition? Hollywood now? like typecast me basically, okay. and it's funny because. And when I look back on everything, I was not the star of Boy Meets World, and I was not the star of White Chicks. But right. but it's a weird thing. I was still typecast as that. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, like, given the celebration, I guess, as the star of the show. But I was also said, you can't do anything else because we've seen you in that. So it was very much of a typecast situation. And I felt like more and more when I was going out in Hollywood and auditioning and stuff that I was like – Wait, people don't want to see me. They they want to see me as my character back then, but they don't want to see me as well. So it's kind of like yeah. they want to just keep me in this box and like. And set was me your aside. representation? Do you think that they were good or no? I had terrible representation all along. Like, but it wasn't. Did you switch agents? A I lot? switched a lot. Uh-huh. Yes, and I did. And then one time, my agency like quit on me, and I didn't even know it. And the casting director told me about it. That the they casting director had... is like, your agency says they're not your agency anymore, and I'm like. What? I just talked to him before. Like, I talked to them the other day, and they're like, no, you better talk to them again. Because they just, they gave up on me. And when you would then say, wait, what's going on? Then what would they say? No answer. It was crazy. I've been dubbed by agents. Yeah, I know. And this is how it goes for me. Okay. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Take a leg a leg. And it's like, I'm the agent. Yeah. You're, you're Heather. Okay. okay. Hey, Heather, how you doing? <laughs> Just say, yeah, you're being, yeah. just go, yeah. Hi. Go, 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 yeah. Hi. I'm so Hi. excited to talk to you. <laughs> um, God, these are the kind of conversations I hate. We just met um, with the other agents. I think you're so talented. I think you're funny. I think you're a great writer. Really yeah. should be pursuing that more. And, um, but, you know, we just don't feel like we can do the job for you anymore. That's <laughs> like. And you um, got the call. I didn't get the call. <laughs> you, oh, that's well, I'm letting you know what the call is like. So maybe it's better. You okay, didn't get give the me call. the call. Maybe it's better you didn't get the call. And you're like, all right. Okay. You know, but it is. Pretty, I know what you it's mean, It's pretty disheartening because yeah. you're like, yeah. But then as the agent, I'm always like, I almost have more sympathy for them, too, because I'm like, they only have so much time. And for whatever reason, they think yeah. and if they really think like I'm not. I don't believe in you anymore, and I'm not yeah. picking up the phone. Yeah. You should try to find someone else who's hungrier. At least they told you yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But it's actually uh, – it's true. It's like – it's and also it's a cutthroat world. It's like they have to make money, and they have to like – Yeah. Especially like during pilot season and everything when it's like everybody's like going out for roles and stuff. You don't like get Like whenever it. somebody like wins an Oscar, and they're like, and to Joe <laughs> McMahon who's been there since I was 18, I'm like, who yeah, has I someone? Know. Yes. He's like, who has had an agent since they're 18? Yeah, I'm like, well, then they do definitely deserve to be uh, share that Oscar if with. If Joe's because, been with them all the way, yeah. they deserve it. I'm like, yeah. what on earth? <laughs> so, um, okay, so you're getting a little disheartened. Yes, I'm getting disheartened. And I kind of like separated myself. Well, Hollywood separated itself from me, but okay. I also was at the time discovering myself. Like okay. I was, I was like, I don't want to be that same girl that was – like on Boy Meets World or auditioning for all those things. I wanted, I wanted to like see who I was as a person. And actually, right. I got married and moved to New York. Okay. And that kind of gave me a breath of fresh air, I guess, because I was away from the Hollywood scene. Because when you're in it, you're like, people are on you all the time, you know. Well, like, and you just, you're, you're surrounded. It, yeah. And, yeah. This party's going on, this audition's going on, and you feel like you're in competition all the time. Yeah, especially like a pilot season. Oh my God, pilot season is the worst. And then you go into the room yes. and you see all the girls yes. and you're like, I know. Or you find – I remember one time I went out for um, 
a pilot. It was called Townies. It never really made it. Wait, I remember that name though. What was it? I'm sure you went out for it because they wanted. I probably a, did. They wanted a redhead, a blonde, and a brunette. <laughs> probably. Kind of like just. Uh, it was like when everybody was trying to get their friends. Yes, that's so what I, I, it yeah. was. All these twenty-something yeah. right. girls living on their own or whatever. Right. And I remember I was just sitting there and I could hear the casting director saying that it's like already been cast. That's and the that weirdest they put thing out when that happens. Offers. And I'm like, well, why am I? And I've like met with a coach and memorized everything. And I'm like, why like, am so, I sitting here? It's awful. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. And pilot season is the worst because they're, they're doing it so fast and they're like people, you know, the yeah. agents are like giving their clients like, oh God, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. And so, okay. So you're in New York. Are you pursuing acting in New York? Or no. You're just taking a breather. Uh, theater. I did a okay. little theater and I did studying and stuff like that. But I was actually really, I took a time for myself where I, I started writing like erotic fiction and stuff. And okay. I started getting into writing because I love writing. That's like a real passion of mine. Yeah. Ever since I was young, but I kind of like swept it aside until I was older. I don't uh-huh. know why, because I just did. Yeah. But um, I started like, you know, doing, I was like, oh, I'm discovering myself sexually yeah. and it was funny like by the time that I came back to LA I took screenwriting for two years at UCLA uh-huh. and I was always writing like these kind of provocative script very funny scripts though yeah provocative dark comedy scripts like okay and it was always had to do with some woman who was like this sexually frustrated like dominatrix or something like who, who like you know but at this time you're not no, I'm not doing anything. I'm just okay. discovering myself. I'm okay. just like, writing and I'm doing. Right. And I actually didn't think I was going to go back to Hollywood at all. Uh-huh. I really didn't. I thought, well, I thought I would do it in the way that I would write something. Okay. And maybe I would star in it or maybe somebody else would star in it. But I, I thought that was the way to do it. But then Girl Meets World comes around. Okay. Which was the spinoff from Boy Meets World. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, like a whirlwind, attention came at the cast. Like, what are you doing now? Like everything, like social media was like gone fire. And what year is this? I'd say this was about 2013, 14. Okay. You know, and I had uh, just, you know, so I was like, I, I had worked so hard to kind of separate myself from my past. You see, people say, oh, oh, you're not grateful for your past or whatever. I, I totally am. Yeah. But it's like going to college, like being in a sorority and everything. Yeah. You had the greatest time and you love it. But you don't want to live there for the rest of your life. Right, right. You know, know, can you go past that too and remember the good times? Yeah. So that was kind of how I felt about it. And I still feel about it because I did love doing it and I'm grateful for doing it. But but now I want to like do my own thing and, and, and kind of expand beyond that. But there was so much attention when Girl Meets World came around that I was... I was given a choice, not specifically by anybody, but like myself. Um, I could go back into like the past and like really live in that character again. Were they asking you to be in it? Yes and no. Yeah, in the beginning, absolutely. I was told I was going to be in many episodes of Girl Meets World. But so what was it going to be about? Well, it's about like Corey and Topanga, the stars of Boy Meets World. They're kids, so it's Girl oh. Meets World, the daughter. She was meeting, oh, meeting the world. Okay, got it. But and they brought everybody back and everything. But when I started getting attention on social media, because I said I'm just going to be my authentic self. I don't care. I mean, I 
I'm not going to be for Disney or for anybody else. I'm just going to do things I want to do for fun. And I started doing sexy cosplay because I love doing that. And I started. And what is that? Just sexy costumes? Costumes, yes. Okay, yeah. Like a photographer found me on a red carpet one time that uh, he gave me like an authentic slave Leia costume from Princess Leia from when she was tied to Jabba the Hutt by chains. Yeah. And it was fun and I loved it and something that I just like to do. Okay. So I did a lot of that and I did a lot of like. So then your Instagram started to grow. Yes, it started to grow from people just being interested and like, wow, she's doing sexy pictures and she's doing, you know, bikinis and all this. It wasn't porn at that point at all, but it was just like, you know, kind of racy stuff. Well, Disney and Michael Jacobs, the executive producer, were not happy with this and they did not want me representing the show like this. Okay. Even though it was just bikinis and (laughs) cosplay. Yeah. So so that became – it became a problem, but still, at the same time, I was wanting to grow away from the character of Rachel from Boy Meets World. So, and I was like, I want to be myself. I want people to like me. And I, my following was growing, yeah. not just from Boy Meets World followers, but people who like liked me from my cosplay and stuff. I remember at Comic Con in San Diego one year back then. Uh, I remember the first time somebody came up to me and said, I'm such a fan of yours. And I was like, oh, so you Boy went, Meets World. Did you go t- as like a star to, to- no, I, I wouldn't. You just went as like a nerd? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. And they so came up just, to me and I was like, like walking around like any yeah. other person? Okay. I mean, no, I did some appearances at Comic-Cons that were like celebrity, I guess. Okay. But like I really loved walking around as a nerd. Okay. And this guy come, came up to me and was like, I am your fan. And I was like, oh, Boy Meets World, okay. And, I was, and he's like, I love you on Snapchat. And I was like... That was the first time. I'm like, wait a minute. There's a lot of big audience on Snapchat. But no, I really do. I don't like sitting at a Comic-Con and like, I'm not the kind of person who's going to charge you for selfies. Yeah. I don't ever do that. Um, I I don't like sitting in a booth and just signing. I'm like, I like to walk around. If you come up to me, I'll take a selfie with you. I'll sign your stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I just love the experience of the Comic-Con and everything. Yeah. Okay, so now you're like, oh, like this is kind of great. I'm kind of growing this following. Yeah. So you're spending time uh, on social media posting stuff. Yeah, just okay, sexy so stuff. So then what's next? It's interesting because I did a shoot for International Kiss a Ginger Day. Okay. It is a holiday. It's my holiday. And you're a natural. I'm not a natural redhead. And you're not a natural. I'm a, uh, actually, well, I'm a blonde, but kind of a golden strawberry blonde. Okay. But, yeah, I enhance it over the Yeah, Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. But International Kiss of Ginger Day is like some, you know, just a day in January that we, like, have fun. And, you know, I like to celebrate it every year. But I was looking for somebody to do a cute little kissy shoot with. Yeah. And a friend of mine who was a producer knew a lesbian porn star. This was, this was back in 2015. But I think that was the year. 14 or 15. But who knew a lesbian porn star who named Ella Alexandra. And she was cute, adorable little redhead. And she, like, loved Boy Meets World. And she was like, I'll do the Kiss of Ginger Day thing. And we did it. And we were like, oh, we did our cute little pillow fight, like, little, you know, slumber party shoot. And then at the end, we got naked. We got totally naked at the end and did these, like, scandalous shoots that never saw the light of day until years later. And I remember at the end of the shoot, she was like, you're going to do something in the adult industry. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I was just having fun. Like, and But she was right. So years later. Now, wait. Okay. So now, <laughs> have you been with women at this point? Yes. I had been with women in my personal and life. And did your, you and your husband have, like, a, a more of a non-traditional sexual I'd relationship where like do you all- include other people uh 
not at once. Like, he's very open to me having women in my life, like, because I need that kind of, and he was you know, very open to um, me exploring that side of myself with women. He mm-hmm. has no issues with that. And, like, <laughs> when I started filming with women and stuff, it was no big of a, it wasn't a big deal at all. But we don't have a traditional open relationship or anything. It's all. But, like, you never had a girlfriend that, like, you're like, I'm going to see my girlfriend Jenny tonight. Yeah, kind of. You would. And then you would have sex with Jenny and yeah. come back the next day and yeah. it's fine. Yeah. As and, long as and, it wasn't going to replace my marriage. Like, it wasn't like a serious but, relationship to replace my marriage. But that never made him nervous? No. Girls okay. never made him nervous. Never, ever, ever. Okay. Even though I had a few girls that were, like, bitches that I could, <laughs> that, that could have made him nervous, but no. <laughs> and then would those girlfriends ever join you as a threesome? No. He's never, so he never stopped. He's monogamous. Yeah. He's monogamous to you. Okay. Yes. Well, this sounds like He's the perfect just, situation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's a perfect situation. But honestly, though, except for girls, like uh, with guys, I'm not out there dating guys or anything. Yeah. Like I just do it on screen. For okay. That. So let's get to that. Okay. So now you, <laughs> yeah. you're kind of like, okay, this is so the first thing sort of. In yeah. stepping over the edge. Okay. The girls, yeah, stepping yeah. over the edge, but it was okay. fun. And he, okay. like, yeah. So then what happens? Okay. Well, I, the, let's go back to, yeah. like, I was getting kicked off Instagram and Snapchat and all those things all the time. For being too sexy. Yes. Okay. For nothing. Like, right. uh, my nipple was too hard in a shot or something like okay. that. So I was getting kicked off Instagram all the time for, like, a shadow of a nipple or whatever. And my fans were like, you need to make content. And I was like, what is content? I don't even know this. But, um... I looked into it and I started a Patreon page, which is basically people who are patrons of you who will pay anywhere from, well, in my case, 15 to like $300 a month to get your content. And I was like, one night I was like, oh, just make a page. Let's see how it's going to go. And then I was like, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to announce it. It's embarrassing. Maybe they'll give me $500 a month and could put to a, like a photo shoot or something. Yeah. And then the next morning, 20 people had signed up and I was like, wait a minute, I didn't announce it yet. (laughs) So I announced it on my uh, Twitter and all of a sudden like 2,800 people were like signed up for this. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, they want to see my new pictures. (laughs) Like this is like a thing now. And it kind of evolved from there because in the beginning, I definitely am an exhibitionist at heart and I discovered that about myself. And I liked taking the Playboy style pictures and the cosplay pictures and doing all that nudie stuff. Um, but the- and, uh, and for those photos that you would uh, supply for the Patreon, that content, would you and your husband just take those or would you always have like a professional photographer or a makeup artist like, or do you do it yourself? It, like It was mostly myself, although I do have a photographer that I had met on the red carpet who gave me that Slave Leia costume. Yeah. He is very involved in it, but my husband was, he's such a good photographer. Honestly, he is. And he yeah. loves me, so he knows how to photo- like photograph me. Yeah. So he was very involved in all of that at the beginning. Like now mm-hmm. when I do professional stuff, he's not on set or anything. Now at this point, like, do your parents know that no. you... No. Okay. <laughs> they knew that, no, actually they were fine with me taking like Playboy style photos. Okay. They knew that. But when I started to go, I was like, I want to do sort of like girl, girl stuff. And he loved me with girl. I mean, he was fine with me with girls. And I was like, well, let's try that. Let's bring the girl for international kiss and gender day back. Remember her? Yeah. Yeah. So we did a scene. We actually did a full like video. And that was on Patreon. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Yes. They did not know this, but (laughs) who did not know this? Patreon. (laughs) Oh, because Patreon had (laughs) that's like too sexy for Patreon. Okay. Yes. I have Patreon, but there's it's just all you could do nudes. Mine's just. Juicy scoop and audio yeah. mostly. We Actually, do, now I've gone to OnlyFans. Right. So, so then, so, so then, Patreon is basically. But OnlyFans didn't again. like exist. 
back no, then. No, yeah. or it wasn't big a deal enough. Okay. And also, I was kind of, I just started out on Patreon. So, right. And then I became the number one adult creator. And adult meant like nudes and stuff. Okay. So I did that. And then I was like the girls. And I brought yeah. Elle back. And I brought, and I was like, oh, Elle knows other girls that maybe I won't work with. And so we did all that. But then it came to a point where I was like, I had all these sexual fantasies and things that my husband and I couldn't fulfill with each other because it's like dungeons and like group sex and like all this crazy stuff that I was thinking in my mind like I really want to try this and and then eventually one day he was like I know you need to do this like and he was the one who said you need to like like we need to like explore the idea of you doing stuff with men that like we can't do together or whatever mm-hmm. and so we did like and it was crazy and was the first time that you do that we were like well let's let's get the most out of it let's you know actually what? start filming it or did you do some oh, just privately oh we did not like, so every, the first time my did- fans have seen everything on screen that i have done except for you know not everything but like yeah along this journey Got um, it. So it was, I never did anything off. So now at this point, you have the OnlyFans. No, I didn't have OnlyFans. Oh, you're, you're still, still doing Patreon. Still, it was still Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they were like, "We don't see anything. We're making all this money a month off you." But <laughs> wink, wink. We don't see anything. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they're gonna cancel my account now. Do you show. still have Patreon? I do, but I don't use it for that way. Anymore. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So all right, past that. So that you have Patreon, and then you had got only. Oh fit. man, my Patreon was on. A, it was like on fire back then. Yeah. Like, and the Reddit boards would be like trying to steal my content all the time because I was right. Like the first time I actually did a scene with a guy, like I I first did a blowjob. Okay. With a wonderful guy. And um, so I tried that out. I just wanted to do the blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> like oral And are sex. you filming all this stuff like yes! at your house or do you have like a studio oh, no, now uh, like a point? Like a hotel room. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I did another scene with um, a guy. And they were both porn professionals who had been in the business for over 10 years. Yeah. And I happened upon them from my original like talking to Elle, the lesbian porn star who introduced me to somebody to somebody. And then uh, if I would not have had such great experiences with these guys who were so professional, they taught me the ropes. They taught now, me. Now, what makes a professional I would porn say, star? Like well, what, like, you know, a professional actress or a makeup artist is someone whose yeah. brushes are clean. They're <laughs> on. That's true of a porn star too. <laughs> Their brushes are clean. Exactly. So like, let's say your makeup artist, it's like your brushes are clean. Your stuff is laid out. They've yeah. already, they've looked at your photos from the red carpet. They show up. Yeah. They're on time. Yeah. They're, they don't talk too much, but they listen to you. They have fresh breath. They're in your face. Fresh okay. breath is important in that, porn too. Okay. So <laughs> what makes a professional porn um, star where maybe someone is a porn star, but they're not as professional as the most professional. You know, I would say, like, when I was starting out, they were gentle with me. And I don't mean gentle in the way of the sex. I mean, like, they were like, are you ready to do this? Are you ready to do that? Like, they were kind of, like, introducing me to the whole world. Guiding you. And also, they're very respectful. They don't try to cross lines. Like, I'm sure there's... I've heard that there's guys in porn, in any profession, in mainstream and whatever, who will try to, like, cross lines or whatever. But, like, they are always like very professional about that like being very respectful respectful yeah. is like and also they taught me the ropes of how to like perform for a camera yeah because i'm thinking like you're having sex you're enjoying it you're getting it's into not just it. that you're into it it's but like you got to make sure that like you it looks good you don't then then do such flip around and now yeah. you're not now his body's covering you and we can't uh, yes. see anything and in the yeah. beginning i didn't know any of that and they okay. were like here open up here i'll do this and they would like open my leg and like do yeah that, you know but um yeah and so that's very important and i learned so i learned the ropes from them and i would not have had such a good experience without them 
and mm. they were good with my husband. We were like, it was wonderful. Like, and so the first time the husband <laughs> sees another dude, yeah, have full blown sex with you, yeah, we thought it would be weird. Okay, it wasn't. It was so natural. It was like, and I remember at the end of the scene, the guy who had sex with me. He was like, I said, and this was the first dick you had in you uh, since the husband. Yes. So how many years had it been? Oh, well, I had been married since 2006, and this was probably 2018. So yeah. So wow. It wasn't the first vagina, but yeah, first dick. Okay. <laughs> and was that kind of crazy then? It was crazy, but I was like, it was so freeing, and the fact that my husband was there and watching, and he knew I needed this, and he knew I needed to explore myself as a sexual performer. It was so. Great, and I remember asking that performer uh, afterwards, like, "What do you remember about this?" And he's like, "I remember you weren't nervous, and I thought you would be so nervous, and I wasn't. I just went crazy. Like, I just like it felt like such a liberating time for me. Yeah, and again, because he was professional and he was like, he was very respectful of me and like my husband, and they, you know, so it was it was much easier in that way. But still, I found myself as a performer. I was like, I loved performing. And, okay, so now how old are you at that point? 40? <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of interesting, no, too. That, listen like, to me. That you're killing it at yeah. not 22. And this was not yeah. when I started winning awards and everything. This was when I just started, like, exploring, like, porn and everything. Yeah. And I, like, worked for, like, a year and a half before I actually got into the professional, like, studio realm of it like where you're and gonna... then how did you like oh because back in the day there yeah. was the vivid the yes. vivid girls and the oh vivid the vivid contracts girls. and all that, that yeah. stuff and you know now with the world of which i think is so great for people in the sex industry is that they can have so much more control right. over their content yeah filming what they want to do whether they never want to be with someone else right you know but they um but you know back in the day when it, the valley was known as the porn capital of the world yeah. and the boogie yeah. nights movie and like yeah. and even in the the height of the 90s where you'd see these girls walking oh, yeah. in coffee with yeah. their 90s big hearts those big, big boobs. boobs oh my god yeah. i don't even know how they did it oh. it was like balloons <laughs> yes and so it's like and then oh god did you ever watch those documentaries like um, I've after, seen some. after porn ends <gasps> and all that on Showtime. It's it's like kind of crazy because it, it coincides with like the real estate crash oh my of like two thousand and eight. So like there was before the porn and then there was after the porn and then some of the the girls left porn to be real estate brokers. But then oh, the no. market crashed and then they went back to <laughs> porn. And then but those, but that was all before like OnlyFans and right. and technology right. and webcamming, and so the only way you could really make the money was as a, as a porn, yeah. yeah, is like to be in the movies. Right. So then, since you could kind of do this yourself, yeah. then what made you go? I'm going to yeah. go to the next level of actually higher production uh, movies. Yeah, and stuff. I never ever had to go to a studio production. I could make tons of money just doing my own like right. stuff but there was a point where I was like I want to do something big and professional and I always had the dream of doing something that was like well scripted and directed and I could act in it again okay like I really wanted to act in a porn film and like have hot sex but also have good acting and directing and everything and it really just happened that Vixen called me to do a scene for Blacked for their one of their brands Blacked and, uh, and I was kind of nervous about it but I was like I don't know they do such high quality production 
productions. Like they're one, they're the most high quality of all the business, like of what they do. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll, you know, let me do this. And when I did it, it was such a good experience that I had a script and I was acting again, even though it was a small script, it was still like, like I felt, I felt like I was really like doing a high quality production and stuff, but that's not the thing that got me going. It, I mean, it did get me going, but that the Saturday that my blacked scene was released, mm. I didn't mention it to the press or anything, but it became like this viral moment on the internet because of your past, because of my past, yeah. but I didn't mention it to the press. Yeah. But, uh, so it broke the internet. I mean, it broke, let's just say it broke black's internet because the website crashed and stuff. And so it was going crazy. But Caden Cross, who, who was a contract star back in the 2000s and 2010s and all that, uh, who was super famous and she, as a porn star, and she started a brand with uh, Vixen called Deeper.com. She had just started four months before I did my black scene. And it's all under the same umbrella of Vixen. So um, she was doing her first feature film, which is a full scripted film. And that was her dream, too, to do a full. So it's how long is this? Like a, a hour and a half? Pa- yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. with the sex scenes, I think it's like four hours. like Because <laughs> they're like 40 minutes each. Yeah. But if you were just doing the, sec- the yeah. actual acting stuff. Yeah. But she was starting to film it. On the Saturday, my film, my scene was released and her the girl in the scene like um, had some issues and had to drop out. Let's just say, okay. <laughs> and she didn't think she was going to be able to do the scene because she had to. She was on a deadline, or she didn't think she was going to do the feature. And so she went to Vixen like that Monday and said, "I don't think I can do this. I can't find somebody who can do a lot of dialogue and like a big feature film that she was trying to accomplish in this short of time because I think we only had like a month to go." And sh- and they were like, "Talk to Maitland." She acts like she and then she's like, Maitland, what? And she actually was a Boy Meets World fan, but she didn't realize who I was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so we met that Monday, two days after that scene on uh, at a Starbucks. And I read her script. and I was like, wait a minute. This is like a full this is a full feature, like a, like an independent film or something like a, this is exactly what I've been wanting. And we met and we talked and we started filming and the rest is history. And that is the one that I announced to the press and that beat Bernie Sanders' heart attack on Google searches the day that it came out. So, um, yeah, that I, Rachel does. Okay, so now at this point, do the parents know? The parents found out from news, what was it, New York Post? No, one of those. (laughs) That wrote about it because it's like, boy, and my dad calls up and he's like, wait a minute, what is this? (laughs) And at this point, did they know you were doing, they only thought you were doing like, it like was sexy all very, photos? Yes. It was so, all very secretive. I Like, it was all, not secretive. Now, like at I, this point, you're making a lot of money. Yes. Before and, I did anything in, in porn, I could have, like, made money and been secret and did all that right, for the right. rest of my life or so whatever. You're, but doing the, the sexy stuff that you're doing just by yourself. Yeah. So you guys are making good money. Yes. So are, is anyone around you noticing that, like, yeah. well, they're kind of rolling in well, it. Well, my like, friends <laughs> and stuff, yeah, there would be people. But, like, yeah, definitely. There was my friends and stuff who would, like, see you. Like, what is she doing? At first, everybody thought, oh, is she on drugs? Is she crazy? Is she all this? But then it was like, wait a minute. She's making good money, and she's like, successful at this, and she's getting more respect than she ever has. And, like, she's getting, like, now acting roles and stuff. Yeah. Like, so, uh, yeah, so people, but then my parents, my dad found out, but I have to say my parents have been super supportive of me. Yeah. Super. I mean, I'm 45 years siblings? old now. No, I'm an only child. Okay. So I think that helps a little bit. I didn't have and any did siblings. you guys have any kids? No. Two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. So, um, so 
Okay, so like, so you got the awards. You go to like the AVN. I or know. Can you? I didn't even think I would be nominated, and then I won. Like I've won so many. I've won. I think <laughs> as many awards as I've been in scenes. Like I was like, do I have the best ratio of all the awards? <laughs> because I think I've won like thirteen or so awards, and I've been like, okay, I've been like at twenty scenes. And I mean, everybody are- thinks. You know what's funny? Will Friedle from Boy Meets World was calling me up, and he's so sweet about it, everything. But he's like, I won't watch anything you do because you're my little sister. But he's like. Do you do like two scenes a day? And I was like, two scenes a day? I do ten a year. (laughs) You do ten scenes a year. Yeah, I mean, like I do big features. Yeah, I do the big deals. Right. So you're not boning three different guys. No, no. In three different movies in a day. I do the big driving. Like I think people have the vision of vision of like. That's what he like was a thinking. hot day in the valley, and you're just like driving, That's and what like he asked you're like, me. And I was like wiping no. your crotch out with like a wipe in between scenes. <laughs> yes. Although I, I I have to say the weirdest thing in a scene is when he's fucking you. Can I say fuck yeah. ass? <laughs> and the guy comes in and pours lube on his dick, <laughs> and like the the ad. Yeah, it's someone's job. Yeah, it's someone's yeah. job, and he's like very serious about it, and it's like, oh hi. <laughs> You know what that reminds me of? It's like, you know when you'd be doing like a regular show, like a sitcom or yeah. NBC, and then you would, and then they'd be like, let's start or something, and then they'd say, we need the couple to the left, and then you'd move it to the left, and they'd be like, stop, yes, bring the prop master out, yes, because of the union, so job. then they'd be like, right. okay, like you can't move it, yeah. <laughs> so like if you were like, the lube master, I can do that, they're like, nope. <laughs> He, the lube master is so disinterested in anything that's happening no, in the he's scene. he's just making sure that yeah. there's enough lube for you. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. It's like, his job. And yeah. now he's also the one who sprays spunk on your face because, yes. you know, guys in pictures, they will never do real, like, ejaculation. Oh, they won't? Why? Well, because they do it for the scene, so they oh. can't do it twice. So we have to do oh. a scene thing and also, like, pictures. Oh, photos. So, yeah. So he does it real for the scene, but you can't make him do it twice. So they get Spunk Lube or Cetaphil. Oh. Did you know Cetaphil is the is no. the secret spunk ingredient in porn? <laughs> that is what is all over your face on those pictures. And, you know, um, have you watched like what have you like honestly I'm very interested in porn and I like never I love that I I never watch it you need to watch mine no 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 you need to watch mine because it is scripted but it's not stupid it's not brazzers where they're like oh pizza guys coming super (laughs) fascinating like there used to be this like public access show back when I was like in my 20s I know what you're talking about and it was like a talk show but with porn stars yes what was that I don't know but I would watch it and I was fascinated by hearing these girls' stories. I remember that. And so, like, I knew them. Yeah. And I still, like, never really watched it. I was just kind of fascinated yeah. how they got into it, how they were, like, the happy porn star and how yeah. – Because it was always, like, the stories of, um, oh, my God, this is so sad how this girl got, like, sucked into porn. I know. I hate those and stories, And then there though. were – everybody that I ever met or interviewed, you know, yeah. had a very different uh, take on it. And, like, I interviewed this one um, – porn star oh my god I feel bad her name's like escaping me but she came on the show because I heard her in the podcast about Tracy Lords oh yeah yeah and um and she and I and I remember like seeing her because she was always on like she did like vivid radio and she had she, a Jesse Jane maybe no no, no okay. but I know who Jesse James is too yeah. but like anyway I feel bad that she's gonna probably be mad because I think she probably listens <laughs> and I'm sorry that Mary Carey at all no, but I've interviewed Mary Carey, too. I know too. Mary Carey. I, I know her very I, well. I, Before porn. I, I interviewed her. Mary Carey, too, who I, you know. And <laughs> she's like, funny. Yeah, she's funny. She's and good. like, So I, I'm always just like kind of interested of, of just like 
you know, just talking about it so openly and yeah. being like, look, I like sex. I like people watching yeah. me on set. I like people watching me at home. Like, I'm good. And how many people are able to have, like, you know, the monogamous marriage at home. But, like, right. this is the work and this is mm-hmm. the that. And so i am always been, like, just really fascinated by it. And I remember one time in the 90s, I was, like, hanging out. Like, you know, this is, like, my comedy, like, Growling's Days. And someone invited me to the some porn award. It wasn't the Vegas you know, one. No, they used to have one in the Valley. In L.A. Or, or like, somewhere. Studio City or something. Or, no, no, at Universal City Walk. Did they do that? I don't know, but I okay. went to it. Okay. It wasn't and I ABM. wore just yeah. like a cute black dress. Okay? Yeah. And there's these, and I did think that it was like, I didn't know what to expect, right? <laughs> there's these guys like with these big cameras. It's a long time ago. No one has yeah. iPhones, you know? Yeah. And I just remember they were like, can we get a picture with you? And I was like, I think they think I'm a porn star. Like, I was like a little bit like, no, but I was like, yes. Like, I was kind of so like, cute. oh my God. So then I'm just like, <laughs> but I was just like kind of fascinated at like the scene. And I was yeah. just like, let me just observe the way I observe everything else yeah. in my life. Like, I'm just I love that. curious. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then with, so with, with this one person, you know, I interviewed, like, she, you know, has a whole, like, you know, separate life that she protects. Uh, like, yeah. you know. Oh, a lot of, yeah, and, most people yeah, do. And, yeah. And like, but then there'll be moments in her life where someone will be like, because she doesn't really do, she's not, now she does stuff on OnlyFans, but she is right. older. So, but there'd be people that would remember from like, I mean, she was really like yeah. a big deal. Okay. So let's talk about like the money because, because yes. um, how does the money work today um, uh, as far as like what people make? Because back in the day, it used to be you got paid per scene and this was your quote, but obviously yeah. there wasn't a union where you'd get residuals right. or whatever but mo- a lot of tv now you don't get residuals either because it's, it's like reality streaming and all that yeah, yeah right. it's like reality right. shows and stuff so it's like how does it work or back end I, or what i believe i no have pun the, intended. i believe i have the top salary in the business per scene i do okay. uh, i mean you know but i all i make six figures a month on only fans great and so and then i also have a flashlight which is the the mold of my vagina and asshole great oh and asshole. <laughs> okay okay and a, it's it's tight chicks and a toy meets world, so you can go and buy them. So, really? Yes. Good. I'm not joking. Now they I'm didn't, not joking. Now they didn't come after you for using the name or anything. No, because okay. toy meets world. They can't really. Come oh, after toy meets world. Toy meets world. Oh, I thought you I was saying like, they can't really say girl. anything. Oh, toy meets world. That's very clever. Yeah. Okay. I didn't come up with it. The fleshlight people came. Well, up they with were it. smart they to were do that. Very smart. Yeah. I liked that. When they came to me with that, I was like, "That's really cute." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they couldn't come after me for that. But um, yeah. So I mean, I have a lot of of different like streams of income that are from porn. It's amazing to me. If you would have said that a Disney star who was like not the star of the show, but like did well and, and yeah, had success. Worked. Yeah. But became a top porn star, award winning with money, like making money and, and became a writer. Like my dream because of porn. I became So you write some of the movies. Uh, yeah, I do write some of the stuff. Yeah, I have a couple scenes that I write but on my book. Like it's like And right, you wrote the book. Yeah, true, of course. I mean yeah. I know a lot of actors come on and say they write their books. But yes. It's like <laughs> they're ghost written mostly. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know, and but I don't I respect I, you because I, you're a writer. Yeah, I, but yeah. I also don't blame someone. You had a juicy story and you don't want to do it. Yeah. Go to a hotel room, lay on the couch, let some chick type away. Yeah, but and I then did put every, your side. I did every word thing, of that book. Yeah, if it's not if it's not your thing, but yeah. when you are a writer but and I you was like so it, excited. Yeah, yeah, you can really enjoy it, and it's fun to like go back. But it was and tweak so it. weird to go back. I mean, I yeah. know you've written stuff. Isn't it yeah. weird to go back and like and read it and no talk about your life in the past? Like, oh, to like examine yourself, I guess. Yes, I mean, 
my books both came out before I ever started doing this podcast. Oh, okay, so and yeah. so people were like, "Would you write another book?" And would now, you? I, um, honestly, I do so much content and share so much about mm-hmm. my life on here and my Patreon as right. well. My Patreon is like the more personal family, right, right, right. relationship friend. That's kind of or a little, Patreon or a little bit deeper. Like yeah. even if I want to. You know, I'll kind of reflect on the shows that I did this week, but then I'll go a little deeper on something that I know is just safer with a smaller audience type right. of a thing. And I know right. that they're my real fans that are right. like not yeah. out to like, you know, you, like you said the wrong yeah. word and now we're going to, you know, oh, know make, call know. all your sponsors to make sure that you never make a dollar. Like, no. So, yeah. um, so I, I mean, I think that, that, that is all great. The Patreon, the OnlyFans, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, but with writing a book, like it is so much work and it's just like, I'm not in that mode anymore. When I wrote the I books I was that, writing yeah. at Chelsea lately. So I was like, I was very into like getting on there and typing and in yeah. that mode. And now my mode is this yeah, and creating these shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. you've written the book. I'm not, so right. Like, yeah. yeah. I've written two. So I'm never going to say never, never. Yeah, sure. But, um, for me, like, I mean, you only have so much information. I yes. <laughs> You know what's so funny? That they yeah. have this Boy Meets World podcast now. Have yeah. you seen that? No, but it's called um, Pod, Pod Meets, Meets World. World. Yeah. And Will, actually, from the show, he was sweet. He calls me up and he wants me to be on it and stuff, and he's very sweet. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, Danielle on the show, she, like, is giving all this information out, like, these sound bites and everything. And I'm like, she wrote a book years ago. Why didn't she put it in the book? Because <laughs> it's I'm, like, what? Like, is this, why is it coming out now? <laughs> Right. Well, it's like a Meghan Markle who yes. like saved her juice for the pod. Yeah. It's you like, know? Whoa, I'm always okay. like, well, that's what I say when people walk in. I'm like, save it for the pod. <laughs> save it for, save it for uh, the pod. So, hey, you know what? You said that when I walked in. Yes. I said I said I was such a fan of yours because I love like a beautiful, smart, funny woman. Oh, like thank I'm really you. no, I, I love that. I love I respect that so much. But um but yeah, I mean, who knows? You know, everyone is doing their thing. We and I think it's free great. in the past, though. I think in the past it was a little like we were a little more nervous to say things. Like well, now that we have more freedom, with- more freedom. And she also probably feels like, you know, like I said about certain things, like you're still hoping to get called back to do that job or whatever. Yeah. And now right. she feels like it really would matter. matter and yeah. like, yeah. And if I do something in this field, it's like this one producer isn't going to be the one that can say yes, yes or no to me. The way they had so much more power back in the day. You yeah. Know, like where you like I even brought this up the other day on my show where I'm like, you know, with Brittany. Yeah. Like in her with 22 Br- right. minutes refi- reflecting. And I'm like, even people that have not been like seriously as as abused as she. Right. You can look back on a job like you did. Yeah. Or, you know, and be like, what the fuck? That's like, what I did. Like, I know. What was that? And <laughs> why, why? And, and like, you can sometimes even be a little bit mad at yourself. And yes. you shouldn't be because you were younger. But you're like, why the hell was I not like, um, yeah. the photographer, you know, the wardrobe girl can take a photo of me. I don't need That's to what I felt. wear a pair of heels yeah. and strut into a room and turn right. around and then have them tell me something and then I have to laugh. And yeah. you just imagine you standing there yes. and like they say something so then your tits are bouncing yes. and you're like 21 and you're like, mm, when's cross services? Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> and it wasn't like they sexually assaulted me. It was more like no. I was the butt of a joke all the time. Yes. Like I was the butt of some boy's locker room joke. Yeah. That's what it was. And like all the scripts that I was in and stuff, it's like I had a food fight where I had to rub marinara sauce on Will. It wasn't Will's fault, Will Fredell's yeah. face. He was just the actor in it. But somebody in the office had a food 
foot fetish. Like, I'm serious. Oh, well, do you have you, like, you I obviously mean, know about all the Dan Schneider stuff. Oh, a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, and so I love that that's coming out. And I know, with, it's like crazy. Even like, with uh, Jeanette McCurdy's book. Yes, she, she did a great book, yeah. She turned down $300,000. They wanted to give her $300,000 to sign something when the show ended that she would never talk about Nickelodeon. yeah. Or Dan Schneider. So in the book, she calls him the creator. But yes, yes. And I believe she's not holding back. I believe yeah. her story is her story. Whether he did worse stuff to other people, right? We that's those people to tell. And maybe Probably. they were paid I mean, off. Yeah. Who knows how many people yeah. accepted the $300 that right. had worse stuff happen right. to them. Or whatever they offered them. Yeah. And she even said, God, at one point, I was like, right. what was that's I so thinking? Crazy. And I mean, her book's a hit. And it's really, yeah, she's it's really, really interesting because mm-hmm. it's like... You you know, it's that whole child star thing, yeah. and it's crazy because it's like, I'm like, we still do need, like, kids to act. I yeah. mean, like, if you're in a movie, you're I like, think now no, that, it's not like yeah. nobody, we, we feel like you're doing a thing, and there's a mom, and she has a six-year-old yeah. who she, you we know, is eating a yeah. peanut butter jelly sandwich. Right. Like, we still need kids to act. I think, it's not all yeah. horrific. I think like, now, though, it's a little better because people are keeping a watch on right, things like course. that. Yeah. Back then, they were just like, whatever. Like, yeah. you know? Yes. Well, I'm so excited. Congratulations. Aww. This is, um, I'm definitely going to read it and <laughs> um, tell everybody where they can get more bes- and obviously order the book and all that. Oh, well, they can order Rated X anywhere like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are really sold. And it's coming out next Tuesday. At, oh, it's coming out now, September yeah, right. 6th. Yeah. We taped this a little earlier. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, it's September 6th and um, you can see it there. And Maitland Ward is my handle on it, everything. Okay, guys, I actually didn't end the show. Um, I had actually more questions, and they are even a, a very a, more graphic, a little definitely dirtier. So if you want to hear it, fair warning, stay and keep listening. And again, I wouldn't have it blaring through your car. Here we go. <laughs> so Yeah, and what would you tell, like, someone who is a young girl that, like, or not young, or just someone that, like, is is like, you know what, this is what I want to do. And I mean, is there ever a point I, where you're like, I'm going to stop doing this? Like, do you have a date or anything? No. And it's not, you know what, I want to tell everybody, and this is really why I wrote the book too, it's not about me doing porn. I mean, that's the shock factor or whatever, because I did something so more salacious than most people would do. But if somebody is telling you no, like I've been told like in the past you cannot be sexy. No one will pay a dime for you being sexy. Who said that? My publicist at the time. And he was trying to be helpful, if he was. Well, this I, is when you were still a, a doing uh, mainstream acting. Yes, uh-huh. but it was around the time when Girl Meets World was coming out and stuff. And okay. he's like, don't put up the sexy pictures. If they wanted somebody sexy, they'd choose somebody 25. And so, and I was oh. you know, getting to be uh, late 30s or whatever. And I was like, um, so... But then at that time, I was like, I was old enough and I guess smart enough to think, no, I'm going to be my own self. And I think that's true for anyone, especially women. They need to go out and forge their own paths. If people are telling you no, they don't want you to succeed. They don't want you to make your own path and stuff. So I really think it doesn't have to be porn. It could be you could be want to be an artist or like a gardener or whatever you want to be, like a chef. Like, But if it's something that's passionate to you. You had such a positive experience because I think you were older, because you worked yes, in the business, absolutely. because you took kind of a, honestly, like a kind of cool step word mm-hmm. into it with the, the Instagram and the Patreon and the yeah. OnlyFans and then the full, you know, yeah. stuff. Um, like, is there anything that you, that 
that you would say, don't do this or do this or what I would tell some or to be careful or like any kind of advice, um, like someone that is thinking, I think I'm going to make porn? my yeah. or yeah, like get into porn or get into this field. Like, I think OnlyFans is a great way to do it because it's your own stuff. You're not mm-hmm. being controlled by anybody else. You're doing your own content and stuff. Yeah. But it is important to, like, if you don't have any following or anything, you, like, mainstream porn is something that you would want to do. Like, just, but. Like, if you have no following, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was wondering that. I everyone, it from a different Everyone's way. starting, like, an OnlyFans, and I get that, but I'm like, well, if you're just, They're like, They're kind some- of peeling off now, though. The What's ones that, the ones that just came in like a nurse or something or like you know who wasn't really serious about it but in right. the pandemic they yeah, were like c- right because it is a job and you have to be it's really like podcasting serious. yes exactly <laughs> there's so many podcasts and yeah. like people peel off because they're like it's too hard I can't right do it. yeah yeah so it's like that exactly yeah. to have longevity in it it's very difficult but I would say that definitely listen to yourself like I like know your boundaries and know your right. limits. And I think that's true for acting, for any actress coming into the field. I mean, in the porn, this is the end of the show, like, is there something that you won't do or, like, that you were like, I never thought I would do this? Oh, like, I never what? knew I'd be so good at anal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. I, had you done anal, like, in yes, your pr- private life? but not in the massive dicks that I later had. Okay. So I have a whole chapter in my book about anal, about anal cleaning out and all that. But I've discovered yes. that I'm... I'm easily cleaned out and right. I'm I took it all right away. <laughs> like, all right. like I thought right away I'd be like, oh my God, this massive dick. I'm gonna have to wait for like to to warm up and it was like it went all the way right away. <laughs> Am I surprised? Uh, so you, you with love this that? Header? So you and you love that. No, I do it. No, I was impressed with myself. And you know what? I found myself in porn along the way, being impressed with myself. Like the first time I did a blowjob, I was like, okay on my content with my husband yeah. like filming it and everything and I wanted to like tiptoe into it so I did a blow job with a big dick uh, <laughs> uh, I was like I was like wow I'm good at this I'm slobbering all over this thing <laughs> like, <laughs> and then and then what about I'm impressed with my husband impressed and then what about like um, do you do multiple guys at the same absolutely. time absolutely I've done an orgy at 3.30 in the morning and like on deeper.com so like there's, literally like, so there's really nothing with you with snakes with snakes. Real snakes. Well, the we... Snakes are in you? No. No, oh. no, 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 no. They were crawling over us at one point, and then they, they left the they left the vicinity. <laughs> like, we didn't do anything with the so snakes. So you have surprised yourself. I have surprised myself. And so is there anything you won't do that other I don't people know. are doing on film? There's very little. You can go beforehand, we, but scenes, like, people will talk about it, and we're like, what is your no's? What are your yeses? Like, what do you not yeah. want? And I'm like, I really have very few no's. I mean, maybe if I was doing some very hardcore, like, BDSM scene, I would, like, I don't know, you know, I'd be, but I'm, I'm kind of open to a lot. <laughs> and I've surprised myself with that. Like, yeah. I just did a DP. Oh, that's a double punishment. Yes. <laughs> I did two. That means I actually did two. So that means one is yes. in your mouth and one is in your vagina. No, one's, one's in, in my vagina and one's in my asshole. And so they, oh, and they're attached <laughs> to two guys. Yes, of course. Okay. Well, I didn't know. If that, like, <laughs> no, you could do a double penetration with like toys or something. Yeah. But yes, it was two guys. And that was the first time you'd ever done that? Yes, it was. Because it's very hard to find guys in real life. Like that, And I was too nervous in my past. That want another guy in the scene? Yes. Okay. Because they get very like, I don't know. Like they have their own issues Yeah. I think it's like a have, like it's, yeah it's like own, it's like gay light or something. Yeah, I don't know. They have their own issues with it, so yeah. it's far to find two guys that will want to do it in the same scene like that. Okay, it's easier in porn, but in real life, it's like you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
And do the guys still not get paid very much? They get paid less than the women. Yes. Yeah. It's Which the, is it's the only industry. It's the only, I know. When I came in, I was like, wait a minute. Women get paid more. The women directors are winning all the prizes, like all yeah. the awards. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. the only industry. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And I really I appreciate you answering the questions. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, everybody get the book, follow her, figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Have fun in your room, your own room with her by yourself <laughs> or make a business out of it. Do your thing. Do it. Do your thing. Who cares? Just be happy. Yes. That's awesome. my theme. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>